Go. No. <laughs> I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. I'm Mr. Welcome to episode 19, the NFL Wild Card Weekend. Playoff edition, it's beers and bets and a little tribute to the weather outside for these games coming up. I'm Keith Noel, and this is George Wander, G-Dub Bread, Georgie Boy. A wonderful weekend on the way with two Saturday, three Sunday, and one Monday night games. We are here to break it all down. What's up, G-Dub? To quote Monday Night Football's theme, are you ready for some football? There you go. What's on tap, Redman? Today, because it's playoff time, a.k.a. Winning time, I went with the victory, sour monkey, sour triple, locking in at a quite large, quite robust 9.5. G-Dubs will be having exactly one of these bad bears. So if towards the end of our broadcast, I like make a prediction like, you know, Giants win the Super Bowl sometime in this you know, decade... You'll know I'm not, you know, schnockered. There you go. Victory Sour Monkey. Ooh, victory. Victory Brewing. Good stuff. There it goes. All right, I'm going back to an old familiar haunt and enjoy my, one of my very first favorite beers in the neighborhood. I'm going with the Pandemonium Imperial Ale from Climbing Binds. It comes in at a modest eight point, not even close to George. When was the last time that happened? Eight percent alcohol on the alcohol meter, which explains why sometimes I can't quite remember what I've done the night before when I've had some of this crispy beer grown only in New York. The hops and barleys come within five miles of Climbing Binds. It's only sold in the growler, which is also troublesome because I hate to leave a growler half full, George. Can't have half half done, half assed. Opening her up and putting her down. Climbing Binds was one of the best locations on Seneca Lake. Say hello to Club Member 29. 29! When you're visiting Climbing Binds. Hey, George, you had to go this weekend. <sighs> A typically nondescript weekend for the big fella. 8-8 eight and eight overall. My best bets might be renamed as, you know, something else bets at 0-2. I did... Hit my teaser parlay. All right. You got something out of it. I continued my roll five straight weeks. Two and all my best bets. San Francisco with an incredible comeback as a road dog. And the Raiders concluded the season and my best bets with one of the most entertaining games of the season. Teasers came up a little short, going one and one. So let's take a look now at the season stats, George, because I heard someone say they tried to send this to their friend. And their friend just said, what's the record? <laughs> All right, so George, you I would say this, KP, we might have to rename him to Butter, because he <laughs> is on a roll. Go. George, you finished a respectful 128-29 for the season, 48% winning percentage. That was for all the picks, which nobody's going to make all their picks. I completed the year at 141 and 116 for a 55% clip. George, if you don't learn anything, you're not getting better. What did you learn this year that you should do better next year? I've become somewhat less reliant. On the favorite, trying to do more following the smart money because, by definition, it is smart money. There you go. If you're not learning, you're not getting better, people. On our best bets and teasers, if you would have bet 50 bucks on our best bets a game and 55 to 150 on the teasers, George went 16 and 20, losing $310. He hit seven of his 18 teasers, which would have dropped $255. I expect George is going to get better next year, so let's not. 
Cut him out just yet. He's on a learning curve and he's going to get there. I finished the year 24 and 12 for a $540 profit on my best bets. Hit 11 of the 18 teasers for $175 profit. But now, let's go make some money on the playoffs, George. But before we do that, dear listeners, I thought it'd be important for you to stop, take a deep listen, and think about this. Number one, narrative. Don't get caught up in all the stories this week that you're going to hear on ESPN and the other media wonks and all the things they're going to tell you, like this team is due or that guy is due or this team is tired from last week's brutal, tough, emotional game. It's the playoffs. Barring injuries, everyone will be ready to go. No one's tired for the playoffs. You can rest up in February. Read beyond the narrative, young listeners. And old listeners. Number two. Dogs, dogs, and more dogs. They don't call it wild card weekend for nothing, people. The favorites haven't swept the wild card weekend but twice in the last 20 years. Road teams the last four years are 15-3 and three ATS, 12-6 and six the under. Teams that are favored by three or less in the number three seed are one and nine ATS. And avoid comparing the last time these teams played because five of these games are rematches. Look with your eyes wide open, George. Nothing else? <laughs> Finally. I'm just learning. He told Finally. me to learn. Finally, number three, avoid futures at this point. If you like a team to go to the Super Bowl... Don't put $50 on them on the future line. Bet them on the money line for the next three or four weeks. And just keep pressing that bet. For example, if you like Dallas, they're 12 to 1. If you bet them for $50 to win the Super Bowl, you're going to win $600. If you just bet them on the money line this week for $50, you're only going to win $35. But you're going to take that and put it to your 50 and make it 85 And then you're going to bet them next week where they're going to be a dog on the road. Then you're going to bet them in the conference championship where they'll probably be a dog again. And by the time you get to the Super Bowl and they win it all, you could make about $900. Now, with the 12 to 1 bet, you're only making 600 And... You've got the option to pull some of that say, money right, back. You can go, uh, I'm now playing with house money. Yeah. So with that in mind, keep it up. And really, even Tampa Bay, I think they're at 7-1. to Even playing them on the money line is still going to make you more than $350. The only two teams, Kansas City and Green Bay, it probably isn't going to work out because they're going to be pretty much heavy favorites all the way through. So consider that. It's a good way to play it. It's called rolling it on through to the Super Bowl. But... With that said, let's begin talking about games, and we go to the Saturday games. The first one, Las Vegas Raiders at the Cincinnati Bengals. George, I'm going to let you kick it off. Here we go. Cincinnati, Ohio. 28 degrees. How are the Raiders going to do in the cold? I would say this. Not a lot has really kind of stopped them or got them off their pins. The big question, as K-Large talked about, the narrative, can the Raiders top last week's spectacle that was Raiders, Chargers, compelling? I'll tell you what, if somebody showed up with a script to Hollywood and go, yeah, here's the script, they'd get thrown out on their asses. Too unbelievable, <laughs> right? True. How about that? Der- Derek Carr? He's like Superman. Can he find one more telephone booth somewhere in southern Ohio to get it done again? Can the young guns, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, get it done in money time in the playoffs? 
my very Karnak the Magnificent, or you just heard my record, Karnak the Somewhat Acceptable. <laughs> there you go. I say Cincy wins close. Raid is cover. Entertaining game. We're all compelled staring at the screen for three and a half hours. Because I say this will be one of the more compelling games of the weekend to get things kicked off. All right. I like the way that works. Getting it started right off the bat with a good game. By the way, teams that win don't usually use the points. Keep that in mind at about an 87% clip. So if you like a team, you pretty much can just bet them and not worry Ooh, about the points. Like that. All right. You talked about Mr. Carr. I brought it up last week. 25 game-winning drives for Mr. Carr. The Raiders have had six walk-off wins this year. Unbelievable. Lined open at 6.5. It's gone down to 5.5. That tells you that's sharp money. Like that 6.5 with the Raiders. We'll see if right before the game time, if it ticks back up again, because the public is going to love Cincinnati. They love stars. They love flash. They love offense. Cincinnati is definitely the hot team. However, comma, there's the first one of the day. Drink up, friends. There we go. Burrow might be a little bit hobbling, and they have allowed the fifth most sacks allowed by that offensive line. So he's had to do a lot of running and chasing. Max Crosby with two X's. And, as George has mentioned, solid defense on the Las Vegas side. And forget about the cold weather narrative, because you know what travels, George? defense travels that is true and the Raiders have a pretty darn good defense they've got an incredible leader in Mr. Carr sharp moves in a team's favorite playoffs 28 and 8 the last 36 games late success of the Raiders four straight wins Bengals they're only three and three their last six games and here is an incredible stat I looked at three different strength of schedule ratings Las Vegas averages the eighth toughest schedule this year Cincinnati, the 29th. When a difference of schedule is 10 or more, the record is 28-6-2 ATS in these games. That's an 82% clip. Now That ain't half bad. That ain't. I got one more for you. When both teams haven't made the playoffs in the last two years, the home team is 2-14 ATS. I guess you know where I'm going. I'm going with the Raiders, and I'll be sprinkling a little money line action on it. Let's go. I don't care. That they're the worst team in the playoffs that everybody says. I'm just looking at some hard data. And they a team, ain't the worst. And a team that's got a lot of heart. We'll get to them in a little bit. All right, that. Now, I would like to point out one more thing. Both coaches have no playoff experience. As much as Carr's got grit and leadership, he doesn't have any playoff experience. Neither does many of the Bengals or Burrow. So here's something to think about. A first half under. Let's face it. Both teams are going to be tight. Both teams are going to be playing it probably pretty conservative. The over and under in the first half is 24. I like that under in the first half. Another thing to think about, when the spread is over 48 in the last nine games, ATS, it's gone under. So maybe it might be a little windy, a little chilly, a little rainy. Plus, they're all going to be a little tight. Maybe even the game itself will go under at 49. All right, George, let's go to New England at Buffalo. Lined over to four and a half to Buffalo. It's going to be minus four, and good God, if Bill's Nation's got 12 hours to sit and drink in that parking lot all day long, they're going to be burning stuff. What is going to happen at 8 o'clock? they got to get their burns in before it becomes illegal in New York State. There will be a lot of kindlings of some broken tables. They don't have to stick the landing to break the table on Saturday. If they get close, the thing will just collapse. Who knows? All right, what do you got, George? Okay. I have many, many theories, some of which actually come to fruition. One of my theories, 
If it's nasty out, if it's cold, if it's windy, if it's rainy, go with the bigger arm. By definition, Allen has a bigger arm than the Mac attack. I would say so. Um, the big thing, as we saw that in the first win game during the year, Patriots do run it better. I got a sneaky suspicion that, uh, you know, the Buffalo coach has heard too much about the hoodie and going to say, that's not happening to me again. Mac, you better beat me if you can. Try it out. And I say, he goes game effort, not enough. Bills Mafia loses their mind, gets the W Saturday night, Western New York. All right. The one thing I'll tell you what is that you got to take a look at these games again with your eyes wide open. I know up here in, in Buffalo Bill land where we are, everybody's going to go slap some money down on the Bills. I might suggest at a four-point spread, you might just go ahead and take them on the money line because if they win by a field goal, then you're going to be happy. All right? Tale of two games in these first two games. The first one, what did they do? New England didn't pass the ball, but three times, grind, 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 won the game. Second game, Buffalo goes in New England, no punts, takes it right to them. What are we going to have in game three? I think we're going to have a little bit of both. The hoodie, 7-1, ATS in Buffalo. Yes, it's going to be brutally cold, but don't be fooled, people. The wind's going to be 5 to 10 miles per hour. That's not going to throw Mr. Allen off at all. He'll be just fine. It's going to come down to which defense makes enough stops. Interesting fact, Buffalo is only one team since 1999 that won 11 games and none of those wins were by less than seven points. How about that? You know who the last team was? The 1999 St. Louis Rams. Greatest show on turf. There you go. You know what they did? They won... The Super Bowl. They sure did. So who knows what that means for Bills Nation. However, comma, drink again. Hit division, that victory monkey. Division dogs in a playoff game in the wild card round are 11-3, which is 78%. And this fits the Bills. Sharp move, we already mentioned. That goes in New England's favor. It's the third time in seven weeks these guys are going against each other. I will say this. If you like Buffalo... It does seem that Mr. Jones might be getting a little worn out as the season's worn on. But I'm going to go ahead and take the hoodie. I like the four points. The other thing I've noticed is that if you look at some power ratings, every one of these games seems to be about three to four or five points over the power rating. It seems to me that the books might be sliding a little bit of the edge to the favorites to make Joe Public have to pay a little bit more. So I'm going to go ahead and take New England in the points, but like I said, most of these games are going to end up being winners, and you're not going to have to worry about the points anyway. I, I have not seen it yet on any of the now legal sports betting apps in New York State, but to me, an incredibly interesting prop bet. Does the hoodie actually wear a hat? Does he wear gloves? Does he wear a coat? Or is he going straight up hoodie in four degrees? You know he will. That's dude. He'll just be sitting there slapping the boogers <laughs> on his sleeve like he did in that other game. All right. Let's hear a word from our number one sponsor, Finger Lakes Realty. The Finger Lakes Realty, the premier real estate agency in all of Yates County. Personal service, decades of experience, youthful exuberance from young Miss Jenna. What else could you possibly want? Give him a shout. Whether you're buying, selling, renting, they do it. Bob Kerbo, 315-270-2008. That's 315-270-2008. The aforementioned Jenna Kerbo, 
0-0-2. Very good. Uh, I forgot to mention, uh, when the road team wins, the under is 21-6-2. So if you like any road teams to win this weekend, you might consider an under parlay with that. All right. Back to these Sunday games, but before we do, a few questions popped up in the chat box for beers and bets. I didn't even know we had a chat box. However, comma, if you've got a question, feel free to put it in that chat box or text me your question, or why don't you just ask me your question the next time you see me? <laughs> why don't you tell me the game you would like to watch? This question this week comes from Mikey, formerly of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. He wants to know, what are your preferred bets in game betting? With over and unders, or do you like to do the spreads? George, any thoughts on that? I'm still learning. I do like to use the in-game to correct any egregious errors I might have made pre-game. All right. And I would say that to us in New York, this is pretty new to us because we just got our mobile apps up and running on Saturday only three or four days ago. But I will say what I would look at is if you like to side – and this, I'm thinking football in general, but if you like the side and they go down right off the bat, you're going to get a nice little playback. So if you really, truly think your side is the right side, you might double down. Double down! The minute they fall behind, you see it all the time in the NBA, they might fall behind and you're going to get a little bit of line swing. Take advantage of that. Um, the other thing is that occasionally it might come in handy to help you hedge some bets. But I would say over and unders, to me, feel a little tricky. Spreads, I definitely like playing those a little better. However, comma, I will say that with the over and unders, if you, again, if you like the under and things are going your way, you can keep betting it down, down, down. And uh, well, it didn't work out in the Georgia-Alabama game, but it sure looked like it was the perfect play. So again, you like an under, and it's looking like it's going to stay under, you could keep hitting it down, down, down again. So that's the best I can offer you, little Mikey. He also wants to know, is he just drinking the Kool-Aid or do his birds from the city of Brotherly Shove really have a legit shot against Tampa? We'll answer that with our next game Sunday, January 16th, the early game, 1 o'clock. Philly at Tampa Bay, the line open at 9.5, is now down to 8.5. George, I'll jump in first with this one. Jump in, baby. What is everybody going to do? They love Tom Brady. They love Tampa Bay. They're 7-1 at home this year. They've been impressive. Everyone's going with Tampa Bay, right? Right. Not me. 42% of the money. K-Large is not just anyone. 42% of the money, 38% of the bets. That's a nice little discrepancy. I think it's only going to get more. I'm going to go ahead and take that 8.5 points with Philadelphia. I think that Philadelphia is not going to do what gets them in trouble, which is try and throw the ball against Tampa Bay. They're going to stick to what got them there. They're going to run the ball. They're going to take it to that Tampa Bay defense. Yes, the Tampa Bay defense Got a good run-stop game. Their passing game is what hurts them. But when the Philly tried to do that against the Giants early in the year, they blundered badly. All right? Dogs are 7-2 and two in this series. Um, First-time coaches, by the way, are on an 8-1 and one run uh, when they've only uh, – and I know Philadelphia only beat one team with a winning record. But I think I like this point spread. Um, young Mikey, I'm not sure if I can put this on the money line, but I definitely like the point spread. George, what do you got? Can Philly run it? They're gonna have to. And here's the thing. Nick Sirianni knows it. I think Arians knows it. Last time I checked, the calendar just flipped from December to January, which in Tom Brady's world, winning time! I think Philly hangs for a while. 
I am quite concerned about the eight and a half spread. I'd be way more comfortable if it was, you know, six and a half. Um, but I'm going to risk it, give the points, and back Tommy going on another title chase. All right. Uh, one more little side note. When a team has a better record, but there's a sharp move in the other team's direction, the, the, the team that is the better record team, which is Tampa Bay, 17-28-1, and just another little note, the Sunday home teams in the last 20, 31 games are 11, 19, and 1. All right, now let's go look at San Francisco and Dallas. I'll kick this one off. And, uh, and to me, and what's quite amazing is that you would think Dallas would be a huge play here. The line's minus 3, but that line has frozen. If it goes down to 2.5, Sharps are going on Dallas. If it goes up to 3.5, they're going to go on San Francisco. That line is stuck right in the middle. Right now, 55% of the money on Dallas, 45% of the money is on San Francisco, and the bets are also very similar. San Francisco is the flavor of the Super Bowl playoffs this year, George. This is the team that everybody's hopping on. They look good. Fantastic win last week against the Rams. Shanahan's a great dog. But Jimmy G is a little injured, and they have some other injuries with punters, with guys on the offensive line. I have a feeling that the Dallas Cowboys are, for a change, not going to be overbet by the public. They are 5-1 in their last six, 13-4 ATS for the year. This is a team, my friends, that I like. And I think this is where I'm going to do my $50 Super Bowl roller, believe it or not. It does scare me that number three seeds when the spread is three or less or one and nine. But I'm going to look beyond that, and I'm going to Dallas Cowboys, my only favorite of the card. George, what do you got? I am... Most surprised <laughs> you like that? that KP <laughs> underdog picked America's team. You know why? Because everybody else is going with San Francisco. Th- there you go. That's my big point. Being a, you know, a big basketball guy, every year in the NCAA, a 12 beats a 5. And every year in the NCAA, people lose their mind and bet all the 12s. So when <laughs> one of them comes in, when one of the four, they go, I was on it! I was on it! Hey, they were. There you go. To me, that's what San Francisco is, is the trendy 12. So as a result of that, KP always talks about the public money. The number is three when I was expecting it to be four, four and a half, five. And you know, as K Large talked about, you know, the big short money is kind of stuck because they love their half point plus minus and they ain't getting it. Um, so I'm kind of throwing that out the window and going with this. Dak shows that he was really worth all the money that Jerry gives him. He's going to get a playoff win at home at the star. I'm back in the boys. Back in America's team. One more nice little stat for you. When both teams, the week before the playoff game, that's the Rams, San Francisco, Dallas, and Philadelphia, when that game goes over and the wild card weekend, 14 and 2 to the under. I was just going to say under. Nice little note. Okay, let's get a little word from our friend from Vegas, the Vegas insider, John Tana. John Tana! John Tana nailed that championship game, put his record at 22 and 15. A little shaky start for the Bulldog backers. That mighty defense kept bailing them out until Stetson and company finally made a few plays. 
and the D sealed the deal with a pick six. How about what we call closing line value? Underbackers had quite a scare. It was 53 to begin and went down to 52 and shum stops, even 51 and a half. What did it finish? 51. Ooh. Vegas does a pretty good job. Of They're not bad at what they do. John Tana is going to join us for the playoff run with a few picks each week. This week, John Tana likes the San Francisco 49ers plus three. He says stronger teams win. Cincinnati minus five and a half. Offense will dominate today. Buffalo minus four. No wins equals win for Bills Mafia. Good luck as always from John Tana. And he'll be checking in with us each week. All right, we got two more games to go. The next one, Pittsburgh at Kansas City. 12 and a half is the spread. This is an 8-15 prime time Prime time. Kick it off, Georgie. Here's what I'm going to say. Huge props to Mike Tomlin. Huge props to Big Ben. Those two kind of willed their team into the playoffs. But quite frankly... They will the decidedly so-so team into the playoffs. So I got a strong sense they're going to be one and done. The next time you see Big Ben, he'll have traded in the, the black and gold for just gold. Putting on a jacket in Canton. Do not pass go. In this case, do pass go. Do collect. Props on a huge, unbelievable career for Big Ben that comes to an end this weekend in the great Midwest. I'm giving the points. All righty. Uh, of course, Kansas City is going to be a gigantic public play because everyone's going to say Pittsburgh is the worst team in the playoffs. Home dogs of 7 and more or 11 and 4 ATS. They are the worst team in the playoffs. This is the biggest point spread that there has been in Wild Card Weekend, possibly ever. I know it's a top five, but here is another one of Keith's fantastic stats. The Raiders fit this bill as well. Raiders have a minus 55 point differential. The Steelers, the Steelers have a minus 65 point differential. In the history of the playoffs, only five teams have been 50 point negative differentials, point differentials. And you know what the record is? 3 2. 5 0. So give me the Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. Forget about that whooping they took 36-10. They're 7-0 after an OT game on the road. These guys are going to find a way to win. We know Tomlin is a great dog player. We know that Kansas City's offense, as fantastic as it is, just seems to be missing a beat. And we also know that teams that return from the Super Bowl as losers in the last 11 years, two have missed the playoffs. Three have lost in the wild card, two in the divisional game, two in the championship, and only two have made it back. One of those was Kansas City last year. The other one was the Patriots a while back. They ended up winning. Kansas City might get through this game, but they're not going to cover the spread, and they're certainly not going to the Super Bowl. Hear me out. They are not going to the Super Bowl. So everybody else in the AFC, you got a fighting chance. All right. You sold me, baby. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Let's go Monday night. First Monday night wild card game ever, I think, George. I'm not sure about ever. But I'm going sure. on record. Sure. sure Absolutely. Freaking lootly. All right. I hope they would start at 6 because 8 o'clock is a little late for me. But anyway, Arizona at Los six, Angeles. 6 is good. Okay. Arizona at Los Angeles. Oh, blind open at 4.5. It's now at 4, George. What do you got? Zona. 7-0. and oh. Now... Not so much. Rams, they went all in. 
they're boom or bust, right? They gave up, you know, any draft pick they might have, you know, this decade to get Matt Stafford. And then which ones they had left, they gave up to get Von Miller. I think Stafford does just enough. But really, the I don't think these guys have a nickname, but they should. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey show that they are legit. They carry the way. Just enough Stafford, just enough Cooper Cup. Rams winning a good game. All right. I agree with you 100% on that, George. The Rams are all in. All those draft picks are gone. These guys have got to win. But with knowing that, there's a lot of pressure on this team. Pressure! I think think last week it showed. I think McVay kind of was cracking 45-0 when he leads at halftime. Now he's 45-1. Stafford actually has got three playoff games. However, comma, he is 0-3 in those games. Line move. He got three of playoff games played for the Detroit Lions. Hey, I'm just saying. He's still 0-3. Line the move. The Giants have three playoff games in the last, I don't know, 10 years. Line move in the favor of the Cardinals. We know that that's a good trend. We also know that the last two games are 30-23, 37-20 split. The dog has won, I think it's like six of the last eight times. I will take... The over in this game, and I'm going to go ahead and take those fading Arizona Cardinals. They're 8-1 and one on the road. I think the line is too high, and I like that sharp move in the dog favor. Um, I think the Rams just have too much pressure on them, and I hate to say it, Stafford has just done too much, as much as they try and give him credit. He seems to me is a discredit. I think Mr. Murray's going to find his way out. Now, I will tell you this, first-time quarterback starting, ATS 17-36-1. That doesn't bode well for Murray. I think he's going to shake it off. Last year, that stat, the teams went 3-0. So you never know exactly where it's going to fall. So give me the Cardinals, George. You got the Rams. We're in good shape because we got one, two, three, four, four different games. That'll make it interesting. All right. Into the Sunday. What do you got, George, for some best bets? My best bet, as I talked about, Winning time, I'm going to give the points to back the GOAT, Tom Brady, eight and a half. That's my top best bet. I'm flipping over to the other side on my teaser. I'm back in KC, down from 12 and a half through 10, through seven to six and a half. And the GOAT, Brady, from eight and a half to two and a half, way more comfortable with that number. So if they win close, I still cash. That's my two team teaser. My two best bets. Of the weekend. All right. We talked about uh, teasers all year. You like to take them through key numbers. Normally, the key numbers are like that 7 6 3 range. So Tampa Bay gets that done. There isn't anybody else that fits that bill. So, really, Kansas City, if you like them, you got them under a touchdown. They're an explosive team. So, you got to consider that. Another nice little quip that I heard on the radio was that Pittsburgh has really struggled out of the gate this year. Kansas City knows they got to put some pressure on them right away. Kansas City, in some shops, you can find a minus seven in the first half. That might be a, a nice little play. I'm going to say that for my best bets, I'm going to go ahead and take Dallas as one of my best bets. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the New England Patriots as my other best bet. The hoodie is a warlock, there's I, no doubt. I got to look into it. Bills Mafia, do not fret. I'm okay if I lose that one. I do have a nice little ticket on the Bills, but I'm afraid that the hoodie may do a little bit of his voodoo magic on you. All right, as we send you off.
Yeah, tell me. Any closing thoughts, George? Absolutely. As we talked about our, you know, uh, mailbag and the in-game bets. If you're doing an in-game, make sure it's a game you're actually watching and have some vibe on the flow as opposed to just watching numbers on your phone and overreacting to the numbers. Good point. Hey, and with those new uh, New York apps out there, people don't get carried away. You don't have to bet every day, and you don't have to take every bet they send to you on your emails. Enjoy this weekend. Do it responsibly. Have a great time, and I hope you hit a nice little parlay, and make sure you play plenty of straight bets. Send us off, George, with our friend. Whatever. Touch. Turns to snow in my clutch. Good luck, everybody. Chew.